Straight out of Gibraltar, sponsored by Coca Cola. Welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar, bringing you interviews and all the best music from the Gibraltar music scene. Hello guys, welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar. I know it's been a while since we brought you a brand new episode, but we're very pleased to be back. And obviously because of this pandemic, I think as we have more free time, we are able to obtain more guests and obviously to talk to them about their careers and um, whatnot. And before we get carried away, of course, we always say that the show is sponsored by Coca-Cola and we can thank the fine people at Sigourney Speed, including... Guy Povedano and Mary Fava for their kind friendship and of course for their sponsorship because of their belief and everything that they do. We've been able to do a lot of things with the GLMS. So thank you guys for that. So I'm going to introduce my guest and it's, it's pretty much like Ahab and the Whale with, with this one, but it's a, it's a good one. That's, I'd like to welcome Jamie Chappie to the show. Welcome, Jamie. Hello, good <laughs> how, how are you doing today, Jamie? Obviously, we're talking over Skype because I'm... we can't really get up. Yeah, I'm very well. I'm very well. I've been uh, doing a couple of songs for another show, uh, just to record it. I think there's a '90s show happening on Friday or something. So I'm basically doing that at the moment. So, so what's it like to be back in the saddle? Obviously, you you're pretty much a prominent fixer of the local music scene. And obviously, you ventured out. You do things up the coast, even nearby as well. But what's <clears> it yes. like? To be back? It's it's really been nice because I've, I'm basically a builder. And I spend all my waking hours building for Norwegians and Swedish. And uh, so I don't have a lot of time for music anymore. And it's been, I know it sounds a bit strange, but for me, <laughs> this lockdown has been wonderful because I've kind of almost found myself again. And I've uh, started playing the guitar a little bit more. And it was, it's just been really nice to reconnect with myself. So it's, it's, that's, I think everyone with, because of this pandemic can probably relate in every sense of the word because everyone's saying oh because now i'm catching up with some hobbies maybe that i have lost over the years or even like music is a wonderful thing but yeah. it's great to get back into it in every sense of the word yeah i mean it's never left me 
but I, I just haven't had time to, to do a lot of writing. I meet, I meet up with uh, my band every Friday before this lockdown. We'd started a band about four or five months ago called The Vondus. And yep. that was going really well, but obviously we've had to stop it for a minute. So, yeah, I do still have a, sort of a bit of music every week, but it's not like it used to be where I used to basically live off this uh, every single day. So, yeah, things have changed. <laughs> but it's lovely to get back to it. So. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we mentioned, obviously, the fact that you're a prominent fixture of the local music scene, at least. And what's it like for you, at least, for, like, even though it's you're nearby, it's not like you're very far away, but... What's it like for you to see the progress that local music scene has made? It's amazing. It's it's so refreshing because it, when I was playing at the time, there was a, literally like a handful of, of us. Uh, I think at the time I was getting like 25 quid a night. <laughs> That's quite a few years ago. And that was, you know, all right. It was, it was, And I used to travel all the way from Spain to there just for that. So, yeah, things have changed, I'm sure. Uh, and then I, I've, I've been playing in the coast for many years, but then uh, about six years ago, I kind of stopped because my building just took over and it was just too, I couldn't do both. It was impossible. I wish I'd just stayed with the music because I love it. But building has been also very uh, refreshing and it's also creative in, a, in its own way, even though it's a bit more brutish, but at least there it is. <laughs> yeah. So what's it like, you know, well, what, rather, what was it like like back then? Obviously, take it a little, to those people who are listening, like you mentioned, it's hard to imagine Gibraltar back then without a, or maybe even a Gibraltar music festival. Obviously, National Day was the only big event of the year, pretty much, for local bands. And yeah. pretty much local bands would have to venture out and try and find, I want to say a record to San Mojanito, but it's really the truth. No, no, it's it's true. Um, it wasn't something that was uh, very common. There were there were the odd bar, the odd sort of club that had live music. Um, I started when I was fifteen. I did my first audition, fifteen or fourteen. I did an audition in a in a little restaurant. I remember standing, uh, well, sitting on a stool and just with the acoustic guitar, just playing two or three numbers that I knew, and that was pretty. That's how it started, and you know there, there were there were a handful of people. The Valerga brothers were obviously there. Uh, Phil Valverde, el pobre, who's gone now, but he was yep, around the scene. Piece. There was a guy called Chad Patrick. Uh, a handful. There weren't there weren't that many, you know. But my memory is probably shot to pieces anyway. But there were other bands. I mean, Brian Torres had his band as well. I mean, yeah. But it was a handful, and and a lot of English. Lojanito did more weddings and uh, special uh, parties and stuff like that, I think. But not the regular, you know, the regular weekly thing. Yeah. I think what's crazy is you think, I mean, I relate because my dad tells me quite often, but, and obviously other musicians that I've interviewed along the way, but many musicians mentioned the likes of Bourbon Street and all these places that used to have regular live music on a, on, on a weekly basis, even on a daily basis as well. Yeah, yeah. So what was that Bourbon like Street to venture out? It was really good. I mean, they used to they used to have me, I think, there a couple of nights a week. And it finished at around 11.30 at night, so it wasn't a late one. And, um, yeah, it's just where you learn to, to deal with public, with the people, uh, get used to people shouting the same requests every other night. And <laughs> it got a bit pesado at some point. Yeah. But, no, it was, it was a great place where you could 
learn the trade, you know, learn the craft. So it was good. And you mentioned um, just before that, uh, obviously, the legends and the other Valerga brothers, of course, Philip Valverde, who sadly left us a few weeks ago. Yeah. But what's it, what's yeah. it like to learn from them or even get to know them on that level? Um, it's a strange one because I didn't, I didn't really mix. I was living in Spain at the time, so I used to travel back and we'd speak over the gigs. If, if whoever came to see me, we'd have a chat and that, but it, there was no socializing afterwards. I'd literally finish the gig, pack up and sort of go back home. So we didn't really have a lot of um, exchange, but with Dennis Valerga, I did uh, the recording of Menu Verdia, which was great fun. I, I remember spending 19 days in the studio and I, we both went almost crazy, but it was such <laughs> fun. I, I'll never forget that. It was super times. Yeah. Well, Dennis is a pro of that. He's still active. He's still engineering. He's still mastering. He's still yes. producing. He makes a living out of it. I think he's one of the few, I think, from the local music scene from in the last 50, 60 years who yeah. is able to say he lives off music. Yeah, my very, my very first album I ever did. I can't even remember the date. But I remember going to North Acton and doing five songs with him. And another five songs I did with a guy called Oswin Falquera. Falquero. And, um, yeah, I know Oswin very well. Yeah, well, that, basically that was my first album, Nothing Seems to Matter, and that's uh, 100 years ago. But Dennis helped me with that, you know, it was, it was my first introduction to recording, and I remember my dad, when I came back, he said, oh, he couldn't believe how my basic songs with the guitar, you know, just a, a guitar and vocal, how they suddenly had all this orchestration and how they sounded real. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I always knew they would sound that way, but he, he, he lacked that imagination, but... He was very musical as well, my dad, but he, he couldn't see the finished product until it was there in front of him, you know, so. Uh, it tends to happen. Sometimes it's like when you listen to a song in a studio capacity, then you listen to it live, it's a totally different perspective yeah. altogether. Yeah. And it's the truth. You know, some songs, they always say sound better live, and, and it's true. Yeah. Not all of them, but there is a majority of songs that do sound better live. Yeah. And we talk, we talk about um, Oswin Falquera. I don't think people, obviously, because I've really, uh, worked with him, obviously, we inducted him. As well as Lelo Danilo and Charlie Chaplin to the Hall of Fame last year. And Charlie Chaplin, yeah, he's, he's my uncle or cousin. Or... <laughs> yeah, we're and definitely related. Those, yeah. But those pros and those pretty much the, those musicians have really paved the way. And yeah. I, I had always heard of Oswin, like over the years, like everyone's like, oh, you need to meet Oswin Farquero. He's yeah. a pioneer. I'm like, okay, great. You know, well, if I ever get the chance, I'd love to meet him. And surprisingly yeah. enough, Talking to Charlie, I said to him, oh, look, I would love to interview you and Osman about Lelo and the Levants, you know, because obviously mm -hmm. I heard, always heard about it. a great song, yeah. And uh, it's like, Charlie's like, well, look, c coincidentally, Osman is actually living nearby right now. And he's, right. Always, always, he's always here for the summer, and I was like, we could always arrange something. So we got together, and we got together, and he's like, it was like an honor, really. And then when I got to find out all the things he's done, as well as Charlie, of course, yeah, yeah. My God, this guy is actually as well similar to Dennis, but maybe on a more professional level, has actually produced a number of music for, uh, like, not just for musicians, but for Sky and for BBC, you name it. Mm -hmm. He's yeah, done yeah. it. Yeah. And, well connected and, and, you know, talented enough to, to, to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we, obviously, we need to jump a bit further more, obviously, because we've got the music to play in between as well. But when okay. we talk about the, the music that we, that you've actually chosen, and obviously the ones that that you've chosen are very great tracks all, all around. 
But there is mm. one particular track, which is actually, coincidentally, also my favorite Adrian Pizzarello song yeah. in Hamas. So tell us about both seeing Adrian for the first time and obviously getting to see his musical prowess. Yeah, the thing about Adrian is he 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 shows himself as he is. There's no uh, facade or anything. Adrian is Adrian. And it's just lovely to see such a, a great human being acting as himself and producing music that isn't, it's got no no frills. It's just, I mean, it's just good music. The sax is a sax. It's not, there's no pretend there, you know? And very honest music. And I just love his voice, basically. And I love his character. I love who he is. So that's Adrian why he's is, there, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt, I think, um, like in my mind, anyway, I remember going back to, so my early beginnings of this making making this my career more like is, um, I remember like just thinking you know I could want I would want to interview local musicians and I didn't know where to start, and I thought you know I'd just ask the ones I knew and the ones yeah. that I always heard of. Yeah, yeah. But coincidentally, obviously, you send a flood of messages. Either some of them get back to you, some of them don't. But surprisingly enough, Adrian was the first one to reply. Right. He's like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, it's like that's and it was only just talking about his career. It was it, there yeah. was no music involved. There was no nothing. But, right. you know, it was just that hour getting to know Adrian on that personal level. Yeah. Even though I we've had a friend from a number of years, was a lovely thing, you know. Yeah. And he's always willing to give, and we'll talk, I'll dive into it a bit more later, but I'll make it brief now. Mm. We talked, we, even before, before we set up this interview, we talked about Jib Connection, about yeah. that CD that was released and so on. So Adrian actually sent me the full thing yesterday. Brilliant. And I, I'll just, send I, I, saw, I, saw the, I saw you send me the, the copy of it. But uh, I just couldn't find it on Facebook or anywhere. And, and I had a copy, but I, I've looked in all the cupboards, all my drawers, and there's absolutely no way. Someone's nicked God knows where my copy is right now. It's demolished. <laughs> I don't know where mine is. But I, I, was, I had been looking for it for a very long time. Yeah. Fortunately, thanks to technology and obviously asking around. Uh, Adrian and I asked Dragos Ramirez as well. I asked Nigel Balmer. And I, so I went to Adrian, and lo and behold, Adrian had it, and he's ripped yeah. it for us. And, we're very grateful to him to actually yeah. have done that. I need to get a copy one of these days, but I don't know. I mean, I know Pizza, apparently from what Dito Cipollina has told me, yeah. um, Pizza Martinez still has physical copies of it, so I'm hoping he All does. right, okay. Maybe I'll talk to him. Yeah, and obviously, like, it's like with everything, with local music, either you have it or you don't. If you don't get it once it's out, you'll lose it forever. That's what, yeah. that, that's what I've noticed over the years. And it happens, <laughs> coincidentally, it happened to me with the Menu Verdia album as well. Really? Oh dear! <laughs> you know, I was very, I was very, I was very surprised because about a year ago, yeah. I was talking to Jason Belilo about it, and he's like, "Oh, you know, what? you you might have to look for it, or maybe like some of the stores might have it. I don't know." Yeah. Surprisingly enough, VJ still had it, so I was it's very quite, It's quite a funny little story when I I was trying to sell it because I had a there's a company called Cross Channel Productions that was trying to promote it for me. They were, and. Uh, we were trying to distribute it basically ourselves. And I remember going to, he, he left some in Ronda in a shop. And I went up there on, on a weekend with my mom and dad, I think it was. We went up there and I said to my mom, go into the shop and ask for Yakomo. So she did this. She went into the shop and said, Tiene Yakomo. And uh, the woman behind the counter said, no. And then my mom said, see, because it was on the counter. She didn't even know she had me. And my poor mum had to buy probably the only copy that was ever sold. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what mothers are for, eh? 
No, absolutely. You know, my, my mom shares everything that we do, so I can relate to my nurses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very gratifying at this end of the yeah. day. Mothers and parents will always support you no matter what. I'm hoping. <laughs> and we, I, not all of them. I'm, I've heard my fair share of stories, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're grateful to have them, treasure them. That's the best way absolutely, to do it. Absolutely, absolutely best way to sum it up. So we're going to play Nunca Hamas, which is probably the, the funniest Adrian Pisello song, because yeah. when you listen to the intro, excuse me, we listen to the outro as well. Great. You know, it's it, it's always my favorite. So we're going to play it now it's such a good with, song. Okay. with the song. So Nunca Hamas by Adrian Pisello. Caras largas al amanecer Una resaca y no te explicas cómo fue Solo una copa me iba a tomar Si no cierra me bebo torbado No te ve la bronca que me vaya mi mujer
sigue para todo el mundo. And we're back with part two. That was Nunca Mas by Adrian Pistoletto. If you've actually only just heard that, then I'm probably, I'm thinking, I'm hoping that you, you actually loved that song as much as we do. And it's one of the tracks we actually play on Total Local quite often. As much as we play of Adrian's repertoire, that's always the one we play the most. So kudos to Adrian for that great song all around. And obviously, Jamie, good song choice there too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, so the thing is... The thing is, I've realized, I've, well, sorry, I've realized that it's not all about, because when I was younger, it was very, we, we were very much into the world revolving around yourself. And I think the older you get, the more you realize that it's not all about you. And, and why, you know, maybe 20 years ago, I would have just chosen five of my songs egotistically, but. I think it's just nice to share and be part of a whole community of musicians and data. There we go. <laughs> That's the best way to think about it. Like sometimes yeah. I'm, am I'm amazed, even to this day. Like we talked about it before, but when we see through our eyes, obviously we get local bands and even artists that send us their material in advance. You know, they're like, "Oh, do you mind? Like once this is out, would you mind sharing it for us or whatever?" And we're just astonished, you know, because we're like, "Who are we really to promote local music to that extent? We're still pretty much in a cloud." If that makes any sense. Yeah. But when we listen to the talents, you know, we're like, you know, this guy could easily make it, or this, or this you know, woman, this girl, young girl could make it. Yeah. There is so much original material out there that's like, you know, it goes hand in hand with anything that's on the charts. That's my honest yeah. opinion. You know. I think Gibraltar is a, it's, it has a special uh, mixture of people, cultures, and because of that, the talent is just. Totally, I, I've always said this, and, and you know, that, that album, The Jib Connection, somebody obviously saw that and thought, bloody hell, let's do something with this. I think Jib has a lot of talent. The only thing with, with music is you need a padrino, you need uh, a lot of luck. It's not just about talent, because there's talent, there's spade loads, you know, shovelfuls yeah. in Jib. So, I mean, I'm always amazed. And uh, even going, going back a, a year ago, I remember just getting a message from Simon Dumas from now King Calloway. And obviously we were talking and he's like, do you have, we went to the 100 Club in London like mm. in 2017. And he's like, oh, do you have the write up when we went yeah. to the 100 Club? I'm like, I probably have the documents. I don't have a scan of it or anything, but I do have the document. He's like, and I just asked him why. He's like, doesn't matter. I need it and I'll, I'll let you know. Right. Days go by and I, I messaged him, you know, I'm like, Simon, what was going on? Why did you need it? Maybe he wanted it. And to frame it, I don't know. You know, mm -hmm. that's still the way I worked. And he's like, no, it doesn't matter. Once I, I can tell you, I'll tell you. All the intrigue, right. all the intrigue as the days go by. Surprising enough, then I see on Facebook, he sends me like um, um, to like this page. And I'm like, oh, it's King Calloway, this new band. And I see right. that Simon's on it. It's great. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is your new band. He's like, yeah, but there's more to it than that. I'm like, okay, great. Let me know what, what, what we can do. Mm -hmm. We started talking. He's like, oh, because I've been signed to BMG Records with my new wow. band. King I'm like, that's it. You know, he's made it. He's been on Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Fallon, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Kim. He's been on James Corden. You know, he's been on mm -hmm. US TVs, made, made it in the UK. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, what, that's what you want. And, and he sent me this, like, shortly after I told him how much of an inspiration this can be for other young artists. Yeah. He's like, 
he's like, okay, it's great, but I, I need to go now, but I'm gonna, I'll send you something later. Okay. Mm -hmm. So five, maybe 10 hours go by. Obviously, when I go to bed, I wake up in the morning. First thing I see is that he had sent me a voice clip and he sends me that voice message thanking me for promoting his music over the years, obviously, because he's done a few things with his brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he didn't have to do that, but he's never forgotten the fact that. No, no, it's nice. Course it it's is. very gratifying, you know, very humbling yeah. at the same time. So. so basically they're on their way now. Yeah, and I'm hoping, you know, if, if he's made it all around the US and he's been on the best of the best TV shows in the US, you mm. never know what else can happen from there. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All I can do is wish yeah, him the best. And yeah. I mean, I've met the rest of the guys from King Calloway because they performed in Gibraltar last year and they're all stand-up guys, literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what you want. If they're on the, on the same wavelength, that's it. You, you've got it. That's it, yeah. So I shall definitely, I shall Google them and find, find them, listen to them. Yeah, and a little segue, because obviously we're talking about success, and obviously the, one of the bands that you chose did go, to, go on to really big success. Yeah. Obviously yeah. Across Spain as well, which is Melon Diesel. And obviously yeah. before they were Melon Diesel, they were Treehouse, which was exactly. more grungy, more Pearl Jam kind of feel. But tell us about that first time, perhaps, that you did see when they were Treehouse before they ventured on to become Melon Diesel. You know what? I knew, I knew um, Adrian Pozzo from many, many years beforehand. Because I used to be, when, when I, I think when I was 15, I was a CLM leader, which is uh, a Catholic uh, movement. Yeah. And... Uh, Adrian was a really naughty, he was like a few years younger than me, and he was really naughty, and I had to try and sort of educate <laughs> in a Christian way, and it was pretty difficult. In the end, we've all ended up how we ended up, and, uh, but it was, I, I basically got to know him as a, as a naughty boy, and then obviously I, I knew him when he was uh, with Treehouse, but I lived in Spain, I never saw them. It's shocking. It's absolutely wow. shocking. I, I never did. I finished the gig and I bugger off home. That was it. And but uh, what was it like to see that. them, like when they were Melon Diesel on TV or anything else? It was just fantastic. It was just like uh, such a great drum humming, such a great voice. The whole band, you know, was. Total it's what a rock band should be. They had it all. Yeah. They had it all. I don't know why they broke up or anything, but I think that's the most. It happens, I guess it happens, but it's so sad because it worked all that time to get to where they were and it was just perfect. The sound, oh, anyway. It is very it sad, but yeah. it is, I mean, I always say like with Melon Diesel, at least even when I listen to the Treehouse, I was actually, I'm actually very new to the Treehouse stuff. I actually had never heard much of the Treehouse stuff till about six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And obviously, because I, I knew who they were, obviously, Travolta being Travolta and obviously, Dylan's dad being friends with my dad, obviously Guy Palmer being my uncle's nephew, you know, yeah. Gibraltar things that you can only explain in Gibraltar. But getting to know them on that personal level, you know, when I first listened to Mill and Diesel, I was blown away. I was 11 and, you know, I need to get to, if I ever were to meet them, I'll be probably on cloud nine. I'll probably be yeah. starstruck, if that's the right yeah. sense to use. No, and they're all I, great guys as well. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a good thing, you know. People don't get, some people get spoiled with a bit of fame and stuff, but they, they maintained it. It was really nice yeah. to see them. I mean, so, yeah. we've, with, we've worked with all of them over the years, you know, and we've interviewed most of them. Obviously, we, we, when I interviewed Dylan, I was like, 
a bit of a like similar to what I said before about promoting local music, but I was yeah. pretty much loud because it was seeing him in town. And he's like, oh, and I asked him if he wanted to do an interview, and all he said, and all he said was, Kalata Palace next Tuesday, three o'clock. I'm like, okay, great. You know, <laughs> no phone calls, no nothing prior. So I thought, yes. you know, he could if he forgets or if he doesn't, you know, or, or he shows up even better. But he showed up right on time, yeah, and yeah. it's just that hour. And then obviously him complimenting what we do and everything else. Yeah. And then get to you know and work with him on that level on, on at events, obviously doing photography for taxi yeah. gigs as well. And, you know, it's mm. very gratifying, you know, to get no, to. No, the thing is, it's hand in hand. You know, your job is is to promote. To you're very important in that respect as well, because without radio, without uh, people like you promoting, I'd just still be in the cupboard. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in in my drawers with my CDs and stuff. And every now and again, I get a thing. I say, "Wow, you know, let's promote a little bit," and it's great. It's you know, it, it's nice to know that you're still there, you're still remembered, and you know, <laughs> people still it's appreciate. Always, it's always high kudos, you know. I think, and even when you, we talk about the Melon Diesel thing, but when you listen to one album, which is great, you listen to Western Mr. Bond, which is an excellent album all around. Yeah, it's like, yeah. how can you get any better from the first one? The yeah. second one, even better. Third yeah. one, last one, Real, even better. Yeah. The same yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, just like everything else, they just got better with age, yeah. you know, like fine wine, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of talent, a lot of uh, writability, uh, lots of influences, and great musicians and singers. So what can go wrong, really? You know, you got all, you got the whole thing. And once, you, once you're on the way, you should just carry on, basically. You're like the Stones, just stay together. <laughs> I mean, I think I speak strange. for, I think I speak for a lot of people in Gibraltar and even in Spain probably as well. We're still hoping for that Melon Diesel reunion someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Maybe one day I'll, I'll find out the, the ins and outs. I just have no idea what happened, but, you know, I mean, music, yeah, no, it's a shame. I mean, I know we spoke to Guy about it a few years ago. We were able to interview him and speak to him on the matter. Obviously, he said no, but I mean, you never know. It's yeah. it's, it's maybe not. Maybe it's a no, a no then, but maybe in five years' time they say, you know, why not? You I know? mean, people, you know, people's characters do clash, so I, I have no idea what the ins and outs are. Uh, egos in music, we're all bloody egomaniacs, egomaniacs or whatever you call it, megalomaniacs, in fact. And we all think, oh, we're the best. It's 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 how it's it, musicians uh, tend to say. Look here, I am. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. It's it's a very showy thing, and it's a shame because music really is about music, and that's all it should be. Yeah, anyway. it is what it is, unfortunately. But I mean, the memories and the tr we'll always treasure. That's no doubt. Obviously, we've got the music to remember, and that's the best way to go on about it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to play your chocolates, which is. From the third Melon Diesel album, and obviously, in this, any particular reason why you chose that song? Um, I love chocolate. No, I, I just love the song. The song is—it's got a, a floaty feeling about it, and I just love hearing it with uh, listening to it with headphones. It just takes yeah. me to a wonderful place, nice and chocolatey. <laughs> obviously, we want to prevent and protect, in every sense of the word. We we won't really get into what the song is about. I think people will probably know what it's about. But yeah, 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 I know. But you, you, we all we all know what they mean. But at the same time, we won't dive into it. I think no. let people find out for themselves. I suppose that's what exactly. It's about. 
But anyway, this is your chocolates by the iconic and great Melon Diesel. Hope you enjoyed it.
And we're back. That was Your Chocolates by Mel and Diesel. When I was seeing Mel and Diesel, like we say, we could, I think we could dedicate an entire show, maybe even 10 episodes, just talking about Mel and Diesel and their influences and inspiration that they've given to many local musicians that have really much came up, come after them. And, and to this day, you know, people will probably relate and think, you know, remember even the first time they saw Mel and Diesel, even if all the first time they saw Treehouse. So it's always, it goes hand in hand. That's the best way to go on about it. Yep, perfect. Listen, uh, just uh, can, can I say one thing? Just sure. thinking about chocolate and talking about chocolate. Once I, I cooked uh, un pargo that I bought, a beautiful pargo, and I did it with a white chocolate sauce, and it was disgusting. Just brought, <laughs> it came to my mind. But the other day on Saturday Kitchen, I saw that they did a salmon with a white chocolate sauce. So I'm not that mad, even though my wife thinks... I'm crazy, but there we go. <laughs> Maybe you're the pioneer behind that. I don't know. Maybe the senior. Yeah, it was, I, just, watching, yeah, I don't know. It was it was really bad. It was <laughs> horrible. <laughs> but sometimes, but sometimes even the most disgusting things on menus actually it turned out to be the nicest. Yeah. But not that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> So we go back to music. We can talk about cooking. We can always talk about a lot of things. But obviously, this particular, obviously, we talked about it before, which is one of your own. And obviously, Menudar Dia, like we talked about, obviously, you you were saying before that you wish you had promoted it more, things that could have been done. But any fond memories apart from the recording and obviously getting it out there as well? Sorry, I missed that because my dog just went like that and I couldn't hear. Well, I was saying um, about the Menudar Dia album. And obviously, you, you were talking about before, like, you, you wished that you could have done more with it, and obviously, get it out there a lot more. But what are the fun yeah. memories that you have behind getting getting it out there and promoting it? Well, the, the actual recording process was spectacular, because there was a song that we did uh, called El Castillo, where me and Dennis, we were both dressed in black, and we went to a children's park, hid behind a bush, and were recording little children screaming because we wanted that sort of atmosphere in the back of the song. Had anyone seen us, you know, nowadays, they'd probably call us a total pedo and it would be pretty weird, but we got away with it. And a lot of the process was funny. We had a, a lot of fun. And lots of the stories are kind of based on reality. There's one called El Pescaito, and I used to actually sell fish to the campsites, and I used to disgusting fish. Well, it was nice fish, but by the time midday had come it, the car smelled disgusting and i actually used to go to these campsites and shout sardina calamare hurale like that so the song basically was born from there and yeah it, it, it was a different time but it was good fun and uh had a lot of fun with dennis he was very very uh, creative as well he's very good no he's a consummate professional like we said yeah. before yeah. you know he's always wanting to do more you know i don't think You'll never stop being hungry for it, you know, in every sense no. of the word, you know. I think you, if it runs through your veins, you can't do anything about it. It's That's what it is. I, it is. But you can never question passion. It's, my dad always says the same thing. Yeah. And it doesn't, doesn't pay the bills necessarily, but, you know, it's, it's something... I, I, I definitely have no regrets about sort of getting into music and being a writer because every song that you write is like having a, a child. And you watch them grow. Some some of them don't go anywhere, but you know it's just part of you. They become part of you somehow, enrich your life. I feel very yeah, enriched yeah. with all my songs, and 
it's nice to to have that. Yeah. And obviously, without using uh, obviously your album in particular, but obviously as the years go by, and obviously not even the years, but as the months and, and days go by, but when you see it from that perspective and every sense of the word, obviously, even though you didn't really get it as out there as much as you wanted you, it's nice to hear that you have no regrets about it. Yeah, I have no regrets. Yes, uh, there is an, you know, it's like when you go to study to be a lawyer, uh, you know that you're going to have a wonderful, glittering career. Well, you have a, a good chance of it, yeah, if you're a good lawyer. With yep. music, I find it's like a pyramid, and at the very bottom, there we all are, and at the very top, you have the few that make it that are actually million billionaires, and the other poor sods at the bottom of the pyramid, where it's wider, and all of us are, It's it seems a little bit unfair, because uh, you know I also do feel I've wasted a lot of time pursuing something that was maybe un, un, unattainable, you know? like like yeah music it's 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 one of these things where you have to draw the line and say enough i've spent enough time doing this it hasn't really given me the rewards that i wanted therefore i'll become a builder or whatever but it's yeah. a shame it is a shame there yeah there there is an element of disappointment i have to be honest that, that it happens yeah, it tends to happen sometimes yeah. you you can be very fond you can either have regrets or even if you don't have regrets but at the same time when you have those regrets, it's or even think about what people like you're saying before, that people yeah. remember you fondly for everything that you've done. It's there is no better feeling, I suppose. No. It makes up for anything that you may maybe not didn't do or maybe things that you did do. Yeah, I guess it's how you how you. I think in order to to make it in music, you have to probably be very selfish. You have to not pursue having a family life. You have to go to where it is all happening. And maybe I, that wasn't my character, you know, because I, I don't think talent is, is something that makes or breaks you. I think it's more putting yourself out there because I think even if you have a real crappy song like Menudo Rodia and you play it enough, people will like it. <laughs> it's as simple yeah. as that. So, yeah. But sometimes it's nice to look back and remember the, the positives as opposed to the negatives. Yeah, I've had I've had uh, I've had a blast. I've had wonderful nights, uh, totally inspired nights with different musicians, uh, jamming. Uh, yeah, I would never change it for anything. But and that's the best approach. Yeah, my mum bought me my first guitar in Bournemouth, I think it was, and her regret is having bought the guitar. But as I've always said to her, I'm glad you did because it's given me a lot of. A joy and it's enriched my life totally so well, we wouldn't be sat down right here right now so it, it helps exactly. it's, 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 exactly. and i've always got a guitar nearby now it's, it's just lovely in this lockdown when i'm basically working on the building site i hardly even look at a guitar because the hassle of having to open the cover get it out tune it up but now it's like on the sofa it's with me i just pick it up regularly it's lovely it's it's, it's finding myself again it's yeah, really that's great. Yeah, like we said about that's the bonus and the benefits of this pandemic and this lockdown. I just yeah. yeah, I mean it's not a positive thing, but for no. me it is a little bit. Yeah, so we're going to play that track Menudardia now, and obviously we'll be back with the final two and get to know a little bit more about the Bonjus and everything that you guys are trying to accomplish and even do at the moment. Perfect. So we'll be back right. 
for this one. So this is Menudo Dia. We say it's uh, Giacomo, of course, it's Jamie Chappie. So yeah. enjoy it, guys. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to play the final two songs together because obviously, if not, we'll be here till tomorrow. 
But okay. we'll be glad to stay here till tomorrow because he's going to be enjoying the stories and obviously <laughs> not to know the stories, but actually get to know our guests a little bit more as well. So we we couldn't be more grateful to be doing this today, especially on a Sunday. But obviously we would love to be sitting down in Shinigito somewhere up the coast, but unfortunately yeah. we can't. But you know, being in the lockdown, it's nice to have something to do, somebody to talk to that's outside the the family um, thing, you know, so it's, it's quite yeah. nice. It's very refreshing. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jamie, you actually got the opportunity, and obviously we talked about the. the I want to say life goes in circles, and in every sense of word, and like it's a small world after all, like they say. But I mean, in 2014, you got the opportunity to perform at the Gibraltar Music Festival, which was very. Uh, I must have been a very flattering thing for you to be asked as well. Yes, is that is that the Gibraltar? What the song festival? The Gibraltar Music Festival in 2014. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. It was so great. tell us about that. <laughs> right, are we recording or are we not recording? We are recording, but it doesn't right, really matter. Not uncensored. Right. Right. What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Because I can't remember a bloody thing. 19, uh, 2014, where was I? You supported you on the local stage. Ah, <laughs> right. Was that in the Piazzilla? Claire? Wait a minute, where was I? Ah, right, here we go. Right, let's... Thank you. <laughs> we start Thank again? you, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't have Alzheimer's, I promise you. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it was on a small stage, so I wasn't, it wasn't really, yeah. I mean, it was lovely to be asked to do that, and it was great fun. It was good fun to do. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it must have been. I, mean, I think maybe the flattering thing you can take away from it is, I suppose, to see your name on the, on the bill with so many big name acts as well. No, that was great. That was good. And free parking for the family. We could all we could all park and come and see it. So it was really good. Um, and yeah, it was, a, it was an acoustic set. It was on a side uh, stage, but it was lovely. And yeah, it, it gave me. Yes, words. Uh, a bit of weight. I mean, some of my Norwegian friends and clients said, "Oh, you're playing the Gibraltar." So it was, yeah, it was good. It gave me a bit of credibility and stuff. So it was good. <laughs> yeah, it's always a flattering thing, I suppose. Yeah. And obviously, without using the, the Gibraltar Music Festival as a platform more than anything else, it's very gratifying to see that you're still out there. And obviously, like we mentioned, the Bonjus at the beginning of the show, but you guys are actually. Have recorded a number of material, and obviously, the, I, I believe there's an EP on the way. I don't know if the EP is out yet, but I believe well, there's. Yeah. We haven't we haven't actually done any copies yet. We've got the original, the the master, and we were about to do it. But the thing is, we with the lockdown, we've we've stopped everything for the moment. We had a uh, five gigs coming up month, and so we were going to do copies so we could sell them at gigs. But that obviously hasn't happened, and we'll have to. It's just been postponed a little bit. But we'll we'll get back to it. There's ten songs, they're all original, uh, written by both Clive and Clive Carroll and myself. The album's called Overboard, and it's great. It's it's very fresh, refreshing. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, tell us about the writing process. A lot of people will probably say the same thing, but obviously, where does pretty much inspiration come from? Would you say things that are happening at the moment? Or things that you live through, or anything. It could be any random objects or 
anything that you see around I've, your surroundings? I've never been much of a political writer. I, I tend to write from the heart. And also sometimes, like for instance, the whole album of Menuderia, that was written to try and, and establish myself in Spain. So it was, I was trying to be funny uh, with a bit of ska, reggae, upbeat music to try and break into the Spanish market. It was, it's very difficult. I mean, because that, that album sort of had a direction. It's not who I am, but it's it was trying to be commercial, basically. And I, thought it, I thought it stood quite well, and I think it still stands uh, quite nice and solid. And it's, it has a direction. It's not like this song's from here and that's from there. It's, it all has a certain unity. But, you know, maybe I need somebody with a lot of money to promote it and uh, a young band to come and so they look the part as well, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I but overboard, about Spotify and iTunes and pretty yeah. much venturing out in that sense. The thing is, I'm a, bit, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit of a thicker when it comes to technological uh, platforms. I need my daughter, and she's always too busy to do other things, or my son, or my other daughter, or my wife. My wife is mainly the one who does everything for me, but we never have time. So, but maybe, maybe now with this lockdown, we'll things have, you know, have become more important now. Maybe who I am should be more, more what I, you know, more than a, just a builder. I'm not yeah. expressing myself very well, but. <laughs> and the most important thing in life, I think, it's like we always say, it's you know, it's never too late to try anything, never too late no. to even venture out as much as you possibly can. Obviously, I, things may yeah. take a, take a bit of a slow turn, like you mentioned, but at the same time, once you get your music out there, if you perform maybe on every, I don't want to say every three, four weeks, and you still get that vibe and still get that buzz, there is no greater feeling. I, I, yeah. I'm not a musician myself, but from yeah. someone who knows so many musicians who always tell me about the thrill where they pick up their guitars and perform live or even perform live or like do their vocals live or anything else. Yeah. If they sing, you know, there is no better feeling, I dare say. No, no, it's true. And, and, especially... and the thing is with the Von Doos, I have a, a writing partner. His name is Clive Carroll. He, we harmonize, we've known each other for years, I'd say now. And we harmonize we harmonize very well, we complement each other. And it's it's just one of those lucky things where you find somebody who you can soft. And the only thing is he lives a bit far away. He lives in Alcadesa, so we only meet up once a week, which is, you know, not quite enough. But, it, you know, at least it keeps us doing something which is true to ourselves. So, yeah, it's good fun to do. And then, you know, the rest of the band, I've also got a fiddle player, Sandor. A uh, bass player, B. Burkhart, and a drummer called Ad Andreas. <laughs> Andreas, he's Italian, but uh, it's great. It's great, and we have a great little sound. It's uh, bluegrass music, so everybody gets up and dancing. So it's yeah, it's good. It's good to be part of. As long as you enjoy it, that's the most important thing. And as people enjoy the music, there is no better thrill. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So we hope, perhaps, maybe, and we're putting it out there right now, but it's something maybe we could do. Maybe we could do something with GLMS someday. I don't know. Maybe there's an idea there already. Yeah, it'd be great. I'm always open to to being out there and, and, and uh, re-injecting my music career, basically. Because I, I lived off of this for 12 years. Um, 
but then in the end it, it just got too much it was my building I'm a company director so it's it's not like I could not go to work or anything I had to be there daily so it, it just started to take too much time and energy from the music so I had to decide and that's what happened but the lockdown has just reminded me who I really was and maybe who I really am so well, that's, we'll it. that's the most that's the most important thing I suppose yeah. that if you actually have the opportunity to do so, then why? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's never too late. That's the best way to say it. That's it. It's only late yeah. when you're dead. That's it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But obviously, we before we, we obviously close, and obviously we have to play the two songs that like we mentioned. But mm -hmm. before anything else, is there anything or even anyone from the local music scene from what you've seen that pretty much stand out? Oh, you know, the honesty, this hasn't been recorded, I imagine, no? It is, yeah. But it's right. not live, obviously. But no, no. Even um, it, it could be something that you've seen. or you, you don't even have to go by names. But no, I know Jetstream pretty good. Um, but I don't know that many. I've I, I, I been, I've literally been out of the, the whole loop. Uh, there's a cousin of mine, Peter Modorifo, who I've always admired. He's a great player and, and a good yeah. singer. Um, it's it's almost like there's so many musicians from my time that I, that I remember and I admire, and the new ones I cannot think of any there. But I know that there's a lot of talent. I know that there's like tons of it. It doesn't really matter. The most important thing is, like we mentioned, we've been able to do this and obviously get to you know, catch up a little bit as well. Talk about yeah. local music, which is what we. That's our thoughts, and never sense yes. of the word. And, and I am, I am gonna now sort of follow it because you know, it's 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 starting to interest me again. If you know what I mean. So yeah, but the buzz is be there. No doubt. Yeah. But anyway, Jamie. Obviously, on this beautiful Sunday morning, afternoon, we have to end this show because we got to play, like we said, we have to play the two last songs. And okay, obviously, yes. this podcast is only an hour. Unfortunately, obviously, we could do another one maybe someday. I don't know. Yeah, I'm always up for it. You know, I'll have to be more prepared. <laughs> I was a bit not so more prepared, but I'm thinking. And yeah, I'm happily happy to do any live stuff or any recordings, whatever you want. For, for the, It'd be perfect. For the yeah. All we can do right now, Jamie, is thank you for your time. Obviously, David, you're, it's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. And more than anything else, obviously, we we always like we, we always try and venture out as much as we can, but get to know people like yourself and obviously like many others. Obviously, we don't want to go with regrets because obviously we, we with some of that we talked about before with Philip Van Verde, um, mm -hmm. we always spoke yes. about during an interview like this, and unfortunately, yeah. we never got around to it. And and I would have loved to have had the opportunity to do so, because obviously we worked very closely together. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. his sister works for me in my in my day to day job as well. Yeah. And knowing Philip as well as I have my entire life, you know, I was like, you know, I need to sit down with Philip, get to know him a bit more, in that sense, musically, yes. about his musical career and everything else. Yeah. Unfortunately, we never got around to it. Yeah, so but I you know, the thing about music, music and musicians is that their music can sometimes speak for them. So anything that he's recorded or anything, listen to it and, and it'll give you an essence of who the man was. Oh, and, so yeah, I mean, I just, I just take away like when we he passed away a few weeks ago, and obviously we put up a post 
I think we had to because Philip was so instrumental. He was always so supportive of everything that we were doing, and he, he was loving the idea that we were getting to know all these musicians as well. And he's like, Yeah, oh, it's I think it's idea. lovely. Oh. It's a great idea. And the fact that he likes that for me, and obviously when I spoke to him about it, I was like, you know, Philip, I want to do this. He's like, don't question the passion. Obviously, it's in my blood as well. My dad's a musician. My uncle's yeah, a musician. Yeah, yeah. Pauline is my uncle. So, so yeah, get yeah, to yeah. be around it as much as I have was my my music. You know, I never play anything. Yeah. But making a living out of music for me is my blessing, I suppose. And getting to know yeah. all these greats over the years has always been I want to say epic in every sense of the word. No, no, really no, it's good. great. And, and you know, this the whole platform of uh, Facebook and everything is just great because I've connected with people who I, I seriously, I hadn't, I'd lost total contact with. And it's lovely. You look at your phone and you think, God, there's a there's a, a world in there full of people, full of friends, full of musicians. And yeah. I hadn't realized this for a long, long time. So it's really, it's just brought us all very close now. And it's it's nice to have. It's really, really nice to have. Well, I'm glad yeah. that that's... Well, thanks that's, to people like you. So I thank you for your compliments and obviously for your kind words. It means a lot to us and it just gives us enough adrenaline, I suppose, to continue to do what we do. Well, keep up the good work, man. So thank you very much. And what we always thank say you. is to all our people that listen to the show and not even to people that don't listen to the show and everything that we do, we always say keep on supporting local music because when you do, you're keeping local music alive. That's great. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so I drink to you. I drink to you, mate. I've got a glass yeah. of wine in my hand and I'm putting it up there for you. Well, I appreciate that. I've got my Lucas Aid right in my hand. So, <laughs> that. so thanks a lot, Jamie, again well, for your time. Thanks for it's having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank it's you. been my pleasure. And we'll be talking to soon. And like I said, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Obviously, we're going to try and continue the momentum and keep it going as much as we possibly can right. obviously we're posting links to some of the tracks that we've used on the show and more than anything else thanks for listening and take care guys thank you jamie Adios. Bye bye.
Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show wherever you access your podcasts by searching for GLMS Podcasts.